Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and we've got the almost guy, as always, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Happy podcast night, everybody. Happy podcast night. And of course, we've got my father, the patriarch, Redneck Country, Real Redneck Tom Millard. Dad, are you here? I'm here. We're going to go. And you can hear us? Hear you well. I hope so. He's sitting right beside me. Good evening, (laughs) sir. (laughs) He didn't hear you, Bill. (laughs) No, I was trying to do a bike check for him, but uh, he didn't hear, so. We'll try that. How you doing tonight, Don? Fabulous, Bill. How are you? Yeah, living the dream. Any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> my gosh, I don't know if it's my headphones or the fact he's right beside me, but there's like three 3D sound coming at me when he talks. It's yeah. almost like I was 10 again. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, what'd you get up yeah. to, Bill? What did you get up to this week? Well, we'll talk about it in, uh, in a minute or two, but we had a pretty exciting week, uh, the, the Redneck Clan uh Doing some fishing. We can talk about that in a little bit. But this was like opening week of get the kids out of the house and back to school week. So it it was a great week. (laughs) Are your kids back to school? Kids, yeah. uh, The girls went back today and Hunter was back yesterday. And Hunter being the middle child, he figured the world was picking on him because he had to go back a day earlier than the girls. But, (laughs) you know, that's just just him. (laughs) (laughs) The longest March break ever has just come to an end. It is all over but the crying. <laughs> oh, that would be an exciting week. I get I, yeah. I get to experience that next week. And my, my oldest is clamoring to go back. And like, that's why I don't even know whose kid she is. Because at 13, wants to go back. And she's like, okay, when I come in and tonight sitting at the supper table, Jen was laying down the, uh, the phone rules and stuff on how it's going to go. So we have our schedule and bedtime is this, and this is going to happen, and no phones at the dinner table, and no iPads at the dinner table, and make sure you clean off your plate and put it in the dishwasher, and, and Megan goes, when can I do my homework? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Whose kid are you? <laughs> what is that? I don't even know. Can you explain to me what homework is? And then she's oh. just uh, put in a volunteer application for the local library, and I'm like, holy jeez. I don't even That's know where it is. I'm not sure I can get her there if she gets accepted. <laughs> well, two, two feet in a heartbeat. <laughs> yes, that's right. That you can use your phone for. Turn on the GPS because I ain't got a clue where the freaking library <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, so yeah. So, so yeah, kids going back to school. Uh, Ours, I, and we're the same with uh, we're getting ready to go back to school. Like, I know grandma took the youngest out. So they went back to school shopping a couple times with grandma. And then grandma took... Avery out, my youngest at seven, uh, just, just by herself. What that Tuesday. And so she came back all pumped. Grandma bought her three sweatshirts and her hoodies and she's all ready to rock and got her stuff, got her shoes and everything. She can't wear them till, till, till beginning of school. So she's pumped. She got that, but she is quick to tell you, I don't want to go back to school. I hate uh-huh. school. <laughs> so my like, there, that's the, yep, that, one, that one's up. mine. <laughs> Violet came home today, my youngest, uh, going 90 miles an hour. I love, I love school. My, my teacher's awesome. You know, and I say, hey, you know what? Keep it going. Keep the rhythm up for the entire entire year. Because you're right. They had a, a, a huge March break, and I'm hoping that they can get back into a regular rhythm and, and you know, start to learn something. Again. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what else? What uh, else you get up to, Donna? Uh, that's, that's pretty much it for me. What'd you do, Dan? Well, we had your kids a few days this week which was exciting that Avery just keeps you going. She just wants to walk, walk, walk. And I hear all the stories. In fact, we ran into a neighbor. <laughs> and the neighbor says, uh, you excited to go back to school? And Avery says, nope, 
and uh, <laughs> just kept on walking. But uh, <laughs> but when the, the off time after uh, Jen comes and gets the kids, and I spend uh, early mornings and, and late evenings running all over, scouting geese, scouting fields, checking out the fields. And uh, so that's what I've been keeping busy, getting forms signed and dropped off and making acquaintance with the farmers and uh, trying to decide which is going to be the hot field. And uh, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I guess I guess we did that too. We, Megan, uh, I, we got her camera DSLR for her birthday and she's artsy and stuff, so she wanted that. She's doing really good. And did you I see the? Some of her pictures, did yeah. you see that? Yeah, I was really good. She says to me, "All right, Dad, I need you to take me to a road where the trees are on both sides, and the sunset is at the end of the road, and it's got to be paved, and it's got to have a line down the middle of it." And I'm like, "Why?" Oh, and then down she goes, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Well, then down comes Avery in a dress with a little bit of makeup on and her hair all done. And I'm like, what is going on? She's like, I've got an idea. We got to go. And I'm like, well, what do you mean we got to go? So, but, but I'm like, Hey, the kids want to spend time with me and we're going to go for a drive. And so Jen's like, we had a fire going. So she's like, I'll sit here and man the fire. You guys won't be long way you go. And Jen knew what she wanted to do. So, uh, Hey, it's, it's like quarter after seven, seven o'clock, quarter after seven. We're getting in the truck and we're going to some country roads and we're like three days from goose season. I'm all in. So, yeah. so away we went. So I stopped and, and checked out the, the one field that we have. Uh, if you've listened to any of the, the, the goose podcast hunts, everybody, it is those fields. And sure enough, corn is off one of them. And sure enough, there's 200 geese loaded up in her. And so dad is gone, got the written permission, the form. So we're rocking there. So I'm grinning already. Away we go. And we, I think I counted 14 deer that we had. We even stopped on the side of the road and wound the window down for Avery to yell at one. Another one, we had a, a young fawn, a spot still on it, in the edge of the beans. We pulled up beside it. And it looked up at us and it ran right to my truck. It ran to us, which was like hopping through the beans with mama way back. And I thought that was pretty cool. So Avery was no pretty No wonder you guys do well for deer down, down where you are. They come right up to the truck and <laughs> not, load them in the back. Not after October 1st. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, it, that's the, the magic date that they just, they flip the script and they get this attitude. They just don't want to talk to anybody. So yeah, so it, it ran right up to the truck and looked at us. So then we carried on. And, and I knew of a road that I wanted to take her to uh, just based on all the hunting that we do. But I, I, I thought there's a couple and the stipulation's tough. I mean, when you get out there and now she's explained to me now she wants to take photos in the middle of the road. Well, now I'm concerned that, okay, I need a road that isn't got a lot of traffic on because she's we're in yeah. the country. People could be flying up and down the roads, but it's got to be paved with a line down it. All the country roads I know, they're not they're not paving them. And then it clicked. Wait a minute. Redtail Golf Course, because of the vehicles that come in and out of the most illustrious course in Canada, I knew that road would be paved and have a line painted fresh down it. So sure enough, we went out there and we hit right up front of Redtail Golf Course. There's a little bit of a slough. Trees come up over top of it. It was exactly the sun is setting behind those trees on the on the roadway. And so that we were able to complete her 
artistic goals in the middle of the road. And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was kind of cool, but well, yes, you had a vision and you were able to make it happen. I was able to make it happen. And we got to see 14 deer, find two fields of geese and seen some ducks. And so it was a, it was a good, yeah, it was a good trip for me. And it was even when we, when we got there, yeah, we got there right in the front of Redtail. There was a, a, a buck staring at us. And just a little guy, but I threw some snort wheeze at him, and and he was Avery was what 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 were you doing there, Dad? And I said, oh, snort wheeze got his attention, and he kind of looked at us. So yeah, it was kind of cool night. It was good. It was you good wait, that that's gonna be the the funniest thing for me ever. When you take her in the stand, and the first time that you got a buck in the crosshairs, <laughs> she snort wheezes at it because Dad told her that's the way to get bucks to come closer. <laughs> hey, I've shot a lot of bucks over a snort wheeze, but it's not my first go-to. <laughs> you are There's correct. Twenty, uh, 20 <laughs> yards, broadside. I know when I'm lining up and she throws down the snort wheeze. Wouldn't that be lovely? Oh, that'd be uh, for me. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it would. <laughs> oh, good grief! Yeah, no doubt. Never thought of that. I'll yeah. have to prelude one before we get in the stand. And let her I go. love the way you think, Bill. I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send her with Grandpa first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good grief. So, so yeah. Now that was my our week. Uh, we got up to some good stuff. It was all right. Found the geese, and so that kind of. That kind of leads us into our, our convo tonight. So what else we got up to this week yeah. was we went on a musky fishing charter with our good buddy, Nick, that's been on the podcast quite a bit from Pond Predator uh, Fishing Charters. And we had a blast. It was a great time. It was an absolute great time. It was. It was just great being together. And we have to say yeah. that because we caught nothing. <laughs> nope. You caught but, you caught something. I did. I, I, I caught some Saint Clair salad. A picture. Some Saint. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, geez. I can't believe I look up and your son's taking a photo. But oh, good grief. Yeah, we caught some Saint Clair salad. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was an adventure. Though. I mean, we we left the, the house here in Barrie to get down to your place, and took us four hours from doorstep to doorstep uh, from from here to Nick's place. And yeah, I mean that's part of the adventure too because. Most times I drive by myself, but when my son's in the vehicle, I drive by myself because he sleeps. So <laughs> then it, it wasn't, we didn't even get to Bass Pro Shop uh, and he was already asleep. At Vaughn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we went into Bass Pro Shop and I got a new jacket for, for this weekend. And then we got on the highway again and he was asleep again. I'm like, how do you sleep so much? But I mean, he's, he's a kid. So... But, oh, that's yeah, awesome. it was good. No, I got I, yeah. to drive the boat too, which was uh, part of the uh, adventure yeah. for me. If anybody's on our our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Redneck Country, you can see Bill navigating us through the waters of Saint Lake Saint Clair. Yep. I'll tell yep. you what, it, the the bull riding practice came in handy as you were trying to hold your balance as we were going through. I will say Holy that, smokes. but. <laughs> It was an yeah, eye opener for it was an eye opener for me. I learned a lot. I'd never done that kind of fishing before. I'm not a boat person. Me and boats don't get along. Todd'll tell you. I, I usually take a dip in the lake or the river, but uh, this, <laughs> the unintentional swim. Yeah, this this boat here. Even though we hit some really choppy water and making the turns, we were broadside to the waves, and that sucker was really rolling. It didn't bother me because the boat just it was so big. That's yeah, uh, it was yeah, awesome. And Nick knows my concern. Like when we went duck hunting out there, and he's like, "Todd, I'm gonna put you in a layout boat. We're gonna shoot some ducks." I said, "I ain't, I ain't going on the lake. That's a great lake." 
That's a great, <laughs> it's named a great lake. Like I'm not, I don't like the waves. I don't like the rough and you grew up on the water. You guys aren't there. They're the kind of folk I feel that drown because they're like, what's a four footer? What's a seven footer? What's an eight footer? They just get too used to it. And the next thing you know, they're in trouble. It's too late. Now, Nick says he's got a head on his shoulders and thus far. He is proving it quite well. I will say that we went out there duck hunting and I almost canceled the night before. And I mean, I woke up at three in the morning cause I got to drive, got to get there early, got to get the decoys out, got to get in the layout boat, all that fun stuff. And I almost, I think I told you, Bill, it was like the anxiety of right before you get on one of the nastiest bulls you can, where, you know, you might come out of this as a cripple. And so <laughs> you, 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 you have to go or you're a punk. But man, I did not. I was going to cancel at three in the morning sitting on the side of the bed and I ended up going and and no, man, it was, it was good. He, 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 he took me around the side. We got in the layout boat. All was well. So this time he convinced me again, only this time we're going way out on the lake. And I'm like, mm. but this boat was so big. And he said, now Todd, I wouldn't go any choppier than this, any bigger waves than this. The weather was not optimal. It didn't rain. No, it, it just wasn't. speckled it, but there, there was wind, there was chop. And he said, I wouldn't go. And honestly, I was absolutely fine. I mean, I talk a good game about being paranoid and crap and I hate big water and I absolutely do. I was absolutely fine. And he told me he wouldn't go out in any rougher water. So from that, yeah. I'm a, I'm a boat man now. Well, I now understand yeah. planer boards and, and the way the lines go. And and he's so efficient with pull them in, clip that line, clip, oh, that, yeah. clip to the line, do this, do that, unclip it. You're allowed it back what? Out. It was kind of neat, but what got me the best was the stories. Like Nick had stories and you guys were sharing stories and it was just nonstop laughing at the stories. You know, we weren't even thinking about fishing. I don't even think we were watching the lines half the time. We were just (laughs) telling the stories and we had some really good snacks and, uh, yeah, it was awesome. We it had was, a lot of fun out there. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. It was just like social time. Who cares if we caught fish? We were having a blast. And the oh, yeah. uh, but you're right. Like we, the water was so rough, and the the way the wind was, it, it had brushed up a bunch of seaweed and crap. So we're sitting there talking. Next thing you know, we had what two poles out per person. There were six of us. We had twelve lines in the water, which is some maintenance, man. It's some labor, and we were pulling weeds like you wouldn't believe, just because the water was so rough and they were everywhere. They were being brushed up and moved around and hitting the surface and so i don't know how long we'd be into a big conversation and finally somebody would like i'll go up we got some lures on top of the water (laughs) pulling weeds oh crap and i couldn't if if nick was alone doing a charter and didn't have help i couldn't do it like that was i don't know how he would i mean even if it was half as many people that's still a lot of rods in the water and he was ready to do it like he was not expecting us to jump in there and be like all right i got this side how many we pulling we pulling all four in off this planer board and we unclipping this and we doing that and and he wasn't expecting us to help he was ready to go do it himself my gosh i did one side with my brother-in-law nick did the other and i mean you were you were it, it was work yeah and you know what i wouldn't have it any other way though i don't like to go and get catered i like to to work and enjoy like driving the boat for me that was awesome i mean uh, you guys did the stuff in the back of the boat with the rods and whatnot but being able to to keep it on a, on a course and figure out what the speeds are and learn the boat learn the water a little bit and uh, like that it was part of the experience and, and to sit there as as somebody and expects the, the captain of the boat to do it all for you it wouldn't be fun for me anyways you know yeah no i agree Totally agree. Because you want to be immersed in the situation. You want to understand what's happening. Like, yeah, planer boards, like Dad said, had no clue. 
And no. now, like, these things are just massive pieces of wood. And I'm like, why are you throwing that in the water? <laughs> yeah. Now I know. And how cool is it that they stay out where they're supposed to stay out? Like, it's just wild. It's just technology that is not technology. It's just physics, I guess. But it is, it, it's it's a technology to fish it. It is freaking cool. I learned a lot. Clipping them yeah. on and clipping the lines on and letting them go out there. And, and then this lure at 20 feet and this lure at 30 feet and this lure at 25 feet and... The biggest disappointment to me was not uh, not getting a bite or not catching fish. That wasn't the disappointment at all. It was on the way home when, because we don't get together that much, like physically, and to uh, stop at, at an en route and discover that they'd all closed early. Seven we o'clock. I was looking forward <laughs> yeah. to a burger or something and a, and a you know, a half hour, hour visit on the way home and rehash the, the day and have a good laugh. And you guys had quite a ride home and yet to find out that you couldn't even buy any food. Yeah. And no. I mean, we just had to get back in the cars and, and head out again. That to me was the biggest disappointment. In fact, uh, partway home, my brother-in-law called his wife, my daughter, and said, uh, get your mom and uh, meet us at Chuck's Roadhouse. We ain't ending this day yet. We're going to we're gonna have some food when we get home uptown. So that's what we did. But, <laughs> but it was without you guys, and that was the biggest disappointment. Yeah, it would have been nice. My son was absolutely beside himself happy. He, he, you know, it would have been icing on the cake for us to, to catch fish. But to, to your point, he, he learned so much. And to be around good people, too, he said he, he just had a – an amazing time. He did he have fun? That's awesome. That. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he couldn't have been more thankful for the experience. And like I said, he was a little bit disappointed, you know, because he'd seen the fish that Nick caught the day before. And uh, yeah, 49 <laughs> and him, 0.25 incher. Yeah, and I showed him the fish that he caught the, the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 50 but, incher, yeah. <laughs> But he uh, he he had a great time and sleep when when we split between uh, at the on route there um, it wasn't long down the road he was he was passed out again and didn't wake up until we got off. Uh, oh my gosh! Did he go to bed when you got home? Yeah, and he went to sleep. He went to sleep when he got home. Oh my gosh! Uh, we went out golfing the next next day with my father in law. He came up to, uh, to to play around, which is a silly thing that I'm doing now. It's taken up way too much time and money, but that's a story for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, golf? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's what I mean. <laughs> and not on these podcasts. Yeah, a completely sure. different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but he got up He got up the next morning, no problem. And he, he was still tired <laughs> oh, good when grief. he got up in the morning. He doesn't drink the tea, does he? What's that? He doesn't drink the tea. No, no, he doesn't. I was like, it could have been the T. It could have been the <laughs> He's like 80 in a 14-year-old body. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah, so thanks again, Nick. Appreciate your hospitality. And, and if anybody's looking for, for a good time, I mean, they just don't go with us. The almost guy, I'm thinking I had something to do with it. But. Yeah, I tell you what. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> And, by, by the way, you, you're going to put yourself through the, the almost guy luck again. I know. Yeah. So this guy's because we have found said goose field and there's a bunch. We got a couple goose fields, actually. And we're that's what we were debating on which one to hit. And so there's a bit of a story there. But, yeah, because we found this goose field, you guys are you and and your brother are coming down to join us this 
this weekend. Excited. Super excited. I mean, my brother, um, he's never, he's hunted on, on layup, layup boats before on uh, Lake St. Um, Detroit River when I was uh, living down in LaSalle and Lake Erie once maybe, but field hunting for goose, never. He has never pulled the trigger on a, on a goose before and he is excited and nervous. Is he excited? Every, all at once. Can we get him on the phone? Let's get him on yeah, the horn and see if what he says. Try. Cause that would be, I, I want to hear, I want to hear his excitement and, and see if what questions he's got. Hold on one second here. Hello. Is this Jay Tom? It sure is. Can you hold on for one moment, please? Sure. Jay, we'd like to introduce you to somebody named Bill. Bill, are you there? Yes, uh, I'm here. Hey, <laughs> you guys, how you doing tonight? Doing well. What's going on? <laughs> Surprise! So, yeah. <laughs> Bill was telling us that you're a little bit excited and possibly a little bit nervous and possibly had some questions. So I thought, well, hey, let's bring you on the podcast so we could talk about what's going to happen this weekend. Well, I'm uh, I'm definitely very excited. Uh, I'm definitely a little bit nervous. I don't want to embarrass myself. And uh, your brother's bill. It's I, already been done. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Hey, I like what you just I, said. I you say that I, I might not be as organized as my brother is, but I do like to know what's going on before I get in. <laughs> I like what you said there, Jay. You can hang with me and uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll like get embarrassed together. Yeah. No, never mind what these guys say. You hang with me. We'll do our thing. <laughs> well, we'll have a great time. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just about to tell the story on how we found, it. I thought we'll bring you on. I'll, I'll tell the story on how we got here. And then maybe we can go through some questions and some thought processes on what we need to do for this weekend. Cause I still, we, we still have some unanswered questions, even from our side. But so uh, when I took my, my daughter out to do this photography deal, she wanted to do on some back road. We found, I found this goose field and I knew we had permission in this field. And this is probably, this is the, this is the field, right? Like this is, that one's empty. What, that, that front one. Yeah, but, that one's empty. But, it moved. I had to find where they oh, moved to. Oh, here we go. But we're good to go. Hey, Bill, <laughs> I sent you a you screenshot of our messages, right? Where it said, you were right. I will post that with the yeah, podcast. Yeah. No, no, no. He was, he was right. He thought that there was a field behind that. This field, this farm's so big. Okay, you're ruining the story here. Okay, let me, let me first. So I take the, I take the daughter and the field where we've shot 50 opening morning with a five man limit, 10, 10 a piece and shot 50 in 45 minutes. It is connected to the same field that we know as the four minute hunt. And so I drive by, we're, we're, we got written permission. We're the only ones in there. You know, the, the landowner's an awesome dude. So it, we, I drive by, take my daughter and it's got 200 in it and I'm stopped and I'm taking pictures and I'm firing them off to dad. I'm firing them off to bill. I'm like, yeah, look at this. And it's, we got opening day coming up. We are ready to rock. So he went out, did the photo thing. And then, um, I said to dad, okay, this is, this, we're good. So dad does the additional scouting to make sure we're good, especially when we have somebody coming from as far as way as you guys are. So he went out and he's like, there's only like seven in the field, Todd. There's only seven. And now they're out there putting spread manure on the field. I'm like, well, I've shot lots in manure fields. They do like manure. I mean, it's not great to lay in, but they do like manure. So maybe they'll go back. So on his driving, uh, the other side of where we hunt, like a completely different direction, he found another field of 200. 
The only kicker is the landowner, again, we've got written permission. We're the only ones. They only let certain folks in and you've got to have a, a form filled out and your name goes on it for that season. And so we got it, but they've put a chain across where you can drive in. And we're like, man, carrying 140, 50, 160 full body decoys, six layout blinds across the field. It's not optimal, but you got to do what you got to do. So at that time, then it came, okay, I messaged you, Bill. I said, okay, we still got to hunt, but <laughs> we might have to. So as, as it went on, I said, you know what though? I, I messaged dad back and I said, look on that field where those, where you said there was seven, if you drove down this, the same concession, the same landowner, I mean, he owns a whack load of fields and there's gotta be, there's gotta be six different fields of, of crop. So, it, and it's different crops and eat like there's beans, there's corn and it alternates. And so I said, if you drive by and look way back, so go past that one and look where we did the four minute hunt way in the back of that four minute hunt one. I said, there was, it looked like the corn was off and you can't see it from the road. I bet you they're dropping in there. Oh, I don't know. It didn't look like it was off to me. So he went back out and sure enough, this morning, this morning, they're in there. They're in the back, the four minute hunt field where half, we limited out in four minutes. Half that field is picked just like it was when we did the four minute field. And it's, you can shoot in any direction. It's, like it's locked. Want. It's way back off the road. Trees. It's got a, a woods on one side. It's got corn uh, up on the backside, right? Is corn yeah. on, on the, from the road. So you don't even know we're in there and we can drive right to it, right through it, throw the decoys out. We are rocking and rolling. So what I'm hearing is your dad found us a goose field. So dad, I, dad, I, I, I found the goose field story, and I, I sent dad, dad to go and <laughs> verify. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, just check it. <laughs> He's the, the verifier. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so all I got to do is check tomorrow morning. Make sure they're still using that field, and we should be good for Saturday morning. Yeah, so yeah, awesome. So yeah, pretty pretty excited. So what do you guys have any questions? So so Jay, Bill was saying you've done the you've done some duck stuff out on the lake, but you've never done goose in a field. I was trying to think, Jay. I was trying to think. You, you, we did some hunting on uh, Detroit River there when I was living in LaSalle. I don't ever remember if I got you out on Lake Erie. Uh, I'm surprised you don't remember that because that was the only time I've been out on Lake Erie and sure enough, my trigger lock key was still at the car. <laughs> <when you're laughs> oh, I've been there. Oh, done I that. blocked that one from my memory. Yeah, I definitely was that guy. I got out in the middle of the lake and went, mm, my gun lock key is still in the car. <laughs> you just pry it off with a screwdriver. Yeah. I've done that. I've, I've driven 50 minutes from home, got the decoy set up, got the field. Oh, my trigger locks on, grab the screwdriver, start prying. I don't we, condone we that. Got it off. <laughs> it, it, we, I learned a very valuable trick that day. I can tell you that that was definitely a, a lesson learned. So, but yeah, no, that's, uh, I did get out once on Lake Erie and, uh, and I did go up to LaSalle with you when you were there on the Detroit river you know, learning experiences for me. And that's, that's what I'm excited for this weekend is, is just to, to learn. I've been listening to you guys talk for the last few weeks on the pods here. And, you know, I'm really excited to, to take the, the tutelage that's being offered and, and to, to <laughs> learn. I'm hoping it's more than a four minute hunt because it's, <laughs> I, I want to learn more than, than in four minutes. So, well, uh, about, you'll learn lots in four minutes. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. No, I'm pumped. Yeah, so this yeah. is this is your first field hunt. 
this is my very first field hunt. I've never done a field hunt for, for any kind of a game bird other than turkey. Um, but that's, that was it. And I'm, I'm definitely super excited to, to, to get this, uh, this notch on the belt to learn it and, and, you know, hopefully get, get interested in it and, and get doing it more than, than once, uh, every couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So what's the, what's the, the strategy for Saturday knowing that if, if you have a, a certain, uh, layout or, uh, um, well, it, it, we got to talk about that. What do we want to do? Do we want, so this field, we can do whatever we want in this field. Yeah. All we got to do is find out the wind direction, but we can shoot in any direction. So There's no problem. Typically what we did in this field with the but four it's minute. it's huge. Hunt. It field is huge. Yeah. If there's no wind, then we got to be really careful because they can land anywhere. They don't even, they might not even come to the decoys, which is scary because uh, we got to be pretty sure we are where they want to be or where they're thinking they want to be. Because with this field so big, if they land, you know, a hundred yards away, we're out of the picture. If they come in from behind us, I can't turn around. I can't get up and turn around. Scott and Todd. Yeah. Can, we we don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, so we, you know, we've got to put lots of space between the decoys. We got to, we got to hope there's a good wind and, uh, just hope for the best, but it should work. Yeah. I'm not worried about that as much as I'm thinking the last time we did this, what we did was we did the big, uh, I, I don't like to call it a horseshoe, but the, the V with the, the rounded out pocket. And we sit back uh, about 10 yards off. We have probably two rows of decoys in front of the blinds in that pocket where they're going to come down and land. And then we take every decoy we got. And sometimes we don't use them all, but in this case I do because I load every decoy we got. We make that, that horseshoe is the probably 60 yard line on each side. And then as we fill that out all the way back from where we are, it depends which way the wind is to how we're facing. Right. So that they land into the wind. So you want the wind to your back. So whichever way they're, we're going to do it, we're either going to load all those decoys all the way to the woods or all the way to the cornfield. Cause it will be the, the wind will be blowing which one way or the other. And that way they can't land behind us because we're going to have those decoys all the way back. And this is where having so many decoys comes into our advantage. They're going to want now to land in front of us in that pocket, because we're going to load those decoys all the way to the woods or all the way to the corn. And they'd have to fly another hundred yards and then whoop, there's corn there. They, they can't. So they got to land in front of us. So, so what's a, what's the setup time like that take? Oh, a couple hours. Yeah. So I, and then I've been thinking that we need to, I don't know what's, is the cornfield there, dad? Is it cut? It, is there anything laying around? Yeah, there is some laying around. There's some stubble. So, uh, there's, there's going to be some cover for the, for the blinds. That's not a problem. And of course there's all kinds of weeds and stuff. If you want to do the weed thing too, we just want to hope that the rest of the field is not taken off. We want to hope that it, that, They've, they're done taking off what they want well, right now. By the weekend. So cut yeah, the field in days. half. Otherwise, the field will be way too big. But uh, right now, it, it, it'll be good. Yeah. So so that's that's my theory on what we should do. Now, you guys want to try something else. Hey, I'm game. And don't bother me none. But I'm thinking that's when, right. when, when we had the most success in that field. And it's just because it is so big. So use all the – if you try to do the J-hook, you can't 
cover enough. It's a smaller field for the, like I said, when we talked about that J hook, it is very successful and it's, you have all day long, which if you haven't hunted geese a lot, it is really good because you jump up. They don't always see you jump up. And so you have all kinds of time to line up on them because you're shooting at them sideways. The problem is with a J hook, they could land either side of that J hook or way at the end or way at the other end. And you just can't box them out and, and make it so they have one particular landing area. And so with this, with the U and then loading all those decoys all the way back behind us, you know, they're going to land somewhere in front of us. And the J hook too, um, if they come in in small groups, twos, threes, fives, even, and you just got a couple of guys that puts every one of those flocks coming in at your broadside. But when we got five guys and we've got a field this big, we don't want to use the J hook because that would take some shooters out of it. I think, especially yeah, this, they're either going to go by you yeah. or they're going to or they're going to flocks are going to be too big because typically in this field, uh, there's about four or five areas where they live that they come from. So they're going to be flying in from all directions if all the flocks come there that I feel are going to come there. So you just never know which direction they're going to come from. But they normally they will get some twos and threes, but normally we'll get flocks of fifteen twenty come in. And when they're that big, they circle a little more. And then you want the whole 15, 20 down in front of you spread out so that every man gets an opportunity for three geese. Because you, once you shoot that 15 or 20, they're gone. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So it'll be good. We get, we get the ones or twos come in and we just take turns. And, that's, and you guys can take all day long to pull up, put your gun on and pull the trigger. And you're rocking, right? Because they come in pretty, if they're coming in ones or twos, they're coming in pretty stupid. And they will be right, especially in this early season, they're going to be landing right yeah, in their face, right? They're going to see a big field of geese like that, and they're going to come in you know, without even thinking. They haven't been shot at yet. They're not educated to calls. The, the, the setups or nothing like that. So and that turns I mean, into a four minute hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. So that's my theory. So I also got thinking that we should start to brush the blinds in. We can kind of cover up some time and brush them in the night before. If we gather up some corn stalks and stuff from out back behind my place and, and start to pre-brush in some blinds, we can do that a yep. little bit. And then it'll be a little less work in the morning. And uh, But for the most part, we'll get there, we'll load in, we'll figure out where we want to be based on the wind, based on the size of the field, which way we got to face, how we're going to set it up. Then we'll put the trailer where we need it to open up the hatch and just drop the decoys. And then it's just pulling out the decoys, laying them out there behind the, the tailgate down on the, on the trailer and just all start the front line. So we have the base look and then we can fill it out after that. And then dad usually starts brushing in the blind. So we'll get a couple guys help dad brush in the blinds while me and somebody else put out the decoys, whoever doesn't mind getting yelled at. And then, uh, yeah, that's the that. truth. I, I was going to say, based on what I've heard on previous podcasts, uh, I'm going to do what I'm told. And, uh, and being that you like, you're very particular with where your, your, your decoys go. Maybe, maybe I can uh, do what I'm told and just either help your dad or yeah. Like I said, stick with me. It's the safest place to be yeah. if you have a if you don't yeah. have a big ego because uh, it'll get bruised. It's a badly. it's a lose lose. It's yeah. get yelled at with me or get frustrated hanging with him. I mean, it's just the, <laughs> if the we didn't hunt with part, each other, we may not have anyone to ever hunt with. 
The worst part for yeah. me is, are you sure this is where they were? Are you sure this is the spot? Are you sure they weren't on that knoll? Are you, are you sure we, this is what I get all the time. Uh, I'm so, going out tomorrow night to verify yeah, where I'm, they are. I'm making him tomorrow night. I'm making him go out with a pair of binoculars and he better pinpoint that spot. Cause the first time he says Saturday morning, are you sure this is where it was? I'm going to say, well, you're the one that looked, you better be. <laughs> we bring in uh peanut butter and jam sandwiches for breakfast. Uh, I don't usually have breakfast. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't. Usually, <laughs> what I do is take an apple or an orange, uh, and have that around eight o'clock. But you I can, don't get hungry. You, it's funny because when you I can get eat, up, no, you can eat five minutes after daylight. Well, when I wake up <laughs> in the morning, I'm usually ready for my breakfast. I'm usually, you know, I want my breakfast. But when I'm hunting, I don't. I, I well, because you're too breakfast. nervous. You're thinking too much. Are they, if they moved on us or this, is this bad? What are we, we got to make sure we don't screw this up. And so the pressure, normally we don't have this much pressure on. We got you guys coming down. We want to make there sure is that no this, is, this is going to happen, pressure. right? So that's, that's the kicker. You're driving all that way, staying over. They better come in. And so I'm going to be on yeah. pins and needles not really cared about anything other than we got to get them in. We got to make sure that we got feet in your face. And I'm there, trying to improve no cylinder. That I'm trying to improve cylinder this year. Are I, you really? Yeah, I took out my modified. I put in proof cylinder. This I don't know time. for how long you get. I got an extra full choke up there. You might want to slide that in by the time you get up. Out <laughs> well, of the I, I figure I might even use some number, <laughs> some BBs this year. So we'll see what happens. Bring the fifty caliber. You could shoot the ones that land in the field. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> not even next sure field. I'm going to get up. <laughs> That's the other thing. I'm with my arm the way it is. I can't. I can't lift a trap gun. I can't shoot trap at all. So I got one of the blinds out yesterday. I put it out in the backyard and I laid in it with my duck gun and my, uh, my goose gun. <laughs> and I practice sitting up. And if I hold my arm in close to my body, I think I'm going to be able to get it up enough that I can swing on a couple of geese. It isn't like shooting traps. So we'll see what happens. Can you? If I, if I can't, I'll become the, the photographer. Can you brush in the blinds? Oh yeah! Oh, that's no all that problem matters. Doing We're good. That. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's the weight of the gun. My left arm is holds the weight of the gun out there, and and I just don't have the strength in it yet. And I'm still going to physiotherapy, so yeah, we will see. But yeah, so, so I'm fixing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, we got to go there already. I'm no, st I'm no, still involved in the hunt. Okay. All right. Well, no, you go. Go. I can come back. Well, I was just going to say after the hunt, are you? Uh, uh, cleaning the birds at, at your place so that the feathers are all over your backyard. Yeah, my neighbors, uh, some don't like me, so we come back and do it on their lawn. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, our typical day, I have we have two options. I have a plastic table held in the shed covered in goose blood from last year uh, that Jen refuses to touch, and uh, the legs are starting to break on it a bit. But what we found. Like last year, I don't think we used it. So maybe it was from no. two years ago. But what we found was the tailgates are the optimal height for a shelf or like a, a bench to clean the geese on. So typically we just stand on the, we park on the road when we pull in because my laneway is full and we drop the tailgates and we clean them right there on the tailgates. Beautiful. Just breast them out. Breast them out. Near, yeah, feathers go all over the neighborhood. And then actually the last year, the neighbor said one, one came home as we were finished and uh, she yelled over. I was out in the garage. and said, it must be goose season. There's feathers floating through my yard. 
You are correct. That is an understatement. There's feathers almighty up and down the street. We, you know, we might better go to my place, but we'll see how we do. Oh yeah, Mama love that. No, no. But we no, could. I'm not Won't bother me at least. Oh, I'm not pansy. getting on your mom's bad side. Yeah. No, she doesn't mind. I got a. I got a yard full of trees, and uh, I pick the leaves up with the lawnmower, so the feathers just come up with them. Go clean it out front of the cottage. We're good there. Yeah, that's true. I don't mind that either. We can do that. So, so yeah, so that, that'll be the plan. Hopefully, all goes well. So, it should be good. Now, do you guys have a goose call? I do. I yeah, do I too. All right. Bring your goose call. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? Yeah. I None of us claim to be pro. I call only just because... Like I said, I'm I'm anal on on certain things. Did Jay say he's got a goose call? Bill, I do not know. Okay, well I'm going to give you one of mine, and your blind's going to be next to mine. And when Todd yells, "Put that down!" I'll say, "Todd, you're yelling at Jay." (laughs) 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 Well, from what I understand, you you won't even hear him yelling anyway. So I think (laughs) (laughs) that's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You won't even know I did chirp him. <laughs> but but no 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 you heard me talk about how I especially in the early season I don't think we got to call a whole yeah. lot but it's fun to have one right so so bring it and no, bring I, it. I just I just answer back and just respond and then we got I, I I think our goose flags are still good they're in the trailer we got to open the trailer up we haven't done that so I'll go get that tomorrow as well and uh, get I got it over a goose here flag too. oh bring it yeah oh absolutely if you don't mind bring that thing yeah because i don't know what shape ours are in i mean scotty's big mitts get on the goose flag start flagging that thing next thing you know it's all folded up crumbled up it's like look like a we got three or four but i don't (laughs) even know if they're all all the parts are there to them all yeah yeah bring one absolutely we we make one work scotty always makes it makes it work and get puts it together and as long as whoever's using it has thick skin because i will let you know when i think you should stop (laughs) (laughs) I would, none of this is personal. We don't take any. That's of this beautiful. Personal. I just I, I I preluded this, Jay. Just so you know, I preluded this whole conversation earlier tonight. And Bill was bringing this stuff up, and I said, "Look, I said uh, if I don't like you, I don't talk to you. I just do it myself. So if I do like you, well, then I feel comfortable enough that I can yell at you." <laughs> uh, I'm quite all right with that. I, I uh, for the most part, I give as much as I get, but uh, in this instance, I'll probably keep my mouth shut and just uh, take it all. Oh in and gosh, no! And that's the other kicker: is you can't you can't screw it up. Uh, absolutely not. There's no and and if you do, I'll let you know. <laughs> but you you, well, like. you can't really screw it up. So it's just going to be a good time. I mean, we got. I I think we're going to have all day. You yell, you yell, take them. They're only going to be ten feet off the ground. You've got lots of time to get up, put your oh. bead on one, pull the trigger, and watch them fold up. I, I really and is do. it you got the magic call you know the uh you're the one that, that yells take them because you got an idea of scotty's ability to get up your dad's ability to get up and well that, that's how it works i i pretty much my theory on yell and take them is i i'm i'm staring at them so much that it, scott's too quiet to yell take them yeah. he and he, i don't think he'd tell me if yeah, maybe he has in the past. We should have taken them. There, there are times, and it might not happen on Saturday because it's so early in the season. But you, you've hunted them a few times in different fields, and they start to get a little weary. And they'll go over you yeah. once, and go over you twice. And that third time, it ain't often a third time that they're if they're flying a third time around you, they're looking. But odds are they're looking as they're flaring and taking off. They're, they're the third yeah. time is, and so I think there, there's been times where Scotty said you should have yelled take him on the second one, and I'll say you, you yell take him, and he's just too quiet to 
too humble. I don't know to, to do that, to yell, take them. And so I, it's always been, I just, my, I guess my, <laughs> my must sound like a jerk, just my strong personality. And it's only because I want it to work out. I want it to be yeah. perfect. You've done all of this homework. You've done hours of money of gas driving around to find the field, getting permission. Now you've gotten up at 4 a.m. You've gotten out there with the with the decoys. You've put them out perfectly. You've got the blinds brushed in. You've done a lot of work to screw it up with calling wrong, which I don't really think you can screw it up by calling wrong, by, by screwing up, by moving, or by just being facing the wrong direction or something stupid. Or, or, or as they're coming in and you, you know, your hat's a little too low. So you reach up and flick it up or something like that to screw it up by doing something like that. And so I'm just, when they're coming in, I'm so on edge and you're so pumped up. And I bet you every waterfowl hunter listening right now is nodding their head with me that you just, you want them that inch closer. They're coming in, they're locked up. Their wings are locked a hundred yards. That's the most stressful time is when they're within 200 yards coming into your decoys, because now you're in the field, you've done all the work this is it. If they flare, it was all for nothing because if they flare, chances are the next flock's going to flare and the next flock's going to flare. And you can't be afraid to get up, jump up, fix it, do whatever you got to do. It's it's something, right? Something they didn't like Kleenex in the field or something when you were setting up. (laughs) You got (laughs) it. So after, well, yeah, like it could be anything, right? A decoy fell over and it's belly up or something stupid and you didn't see it. But when that first flock, when they come in, when they commit and after you pull the trigger, so I'm on edge and I'm like, okay, stop flagging, stop calling. Don't move. Everybody, dad, hide your eyes. (laughs) And then, and dad will be going, where are they? Shut up. (laughs) Because I don't know how good a goose could hear. I ain't taking that chance. Just, just lay there and listen for take them. That's all you close your eyes, have a nap. You hear, take them, get up. And on top of that, I think he's got Scott and I pretty much gun shy because too many times I've jumped up with four or five right in my face. And then he starts screaming at me. You didn't see the 15 behind them. I didn't say take them. Why are you jumping up? There's only five. There's 15 with their, they lay on down. 15 with their wings I, I cup am. dropping like stones. And he jumps up on a loner that's ahead of them. Like, jeez. I will not be moving until I hear Todd's voice. So <laughs> Don't worry. It won't be you. It'll be me. If you so, see me come up, you're home free because I'll get the blame. If you see him come up, you're way too late. And I've already used your <laughs> limit. <laughs> but yeah, I say all this. But it's still fun. I mean, yeah. you can't be afraid. It's not eggshells, and and who cares if you get yelled at by me? It's just because I'm amped up in the moment, and it's ready. We're ready to go, and and I want it. I want it to be perfect. And and not. I've shot lots of geese. It ain't gonna break my heart if we don't. It's gonna break my heart if you guys don't get to shoot some geese, right? Oh. So that's the. I'll be on edge because of that. I'll be all amped up and want it perfect. Because you guys are coming from afar. We've done these podcasts. We've bragged. We've thrown up pictures. We've got all this stuff. And then crap goes bad. I'm going to, it's going to be bad. It's going to be, I'm going to be distraught. So that the first time that you hear the honk is going to be the eyes open, blood pumping, heart pounding. It's, I I love that. When they're, they're circling, they're coming in, you know, they're going to commit and, and, they're just, just, okay. Just before you yell, take them. That's when the heart starts pumping in. Yeah. 
and everything goes. I can't wait for that. That's, so that's what I'm. And eating. and my little tip, because I do it all the friggin' time, and guaranteed every year, is make sure your gun is on your lap, pointed down at your feet, and and right there, ready. And I only say that because I'm out. I've picked up a bunch of geese that that we shot, and we're picking them up, or I'm fixing a decoy, and then you hear. Mah! crap they're coming get back in the blinds and i run i jump in the blind i grab my call and i and scotty's going call todd call and i start calling and then they're i'm, I'm focused on them and i don't want to move and i realize they're they're 75 yards out wings cup dropping in where's my gun it's falling down beside me in my blind and now i've got to reach <laughs> down and grab it while i'm still concentrating on and you're in a blind and, and guys would go oh they can't see you moving i think they can when they're that close drop it on you like yeah. stones and then the panic sets in that crap i i'm my gun i'm not even ready i don't even have it when really i guess ultimately you'd have some time but when you yell take them you want to be coming up and and jay if you haven't done this a lot I don't want to treat you like a rookie, but my, what, what I I used to do too much was here they are. And, and I almost guarantee it. I might even do it on Saturday. It's like buck fever. I call it goose fever. The first flock comes in, jump up, put that gun up. You're so pumped. Bam, bam, bam. And you don't even know where you shot. You've got to still have enough that like when that big buck comes in and you're, and then, okay, don't have a heart attack. Calm down breathe, breathe, and, and keep your wherewithal. So when you come up, you have the wherewithal to point that shotgun at a goose and pick one out and pull the trigger and guarantee, and he's going to drop improved cylinder and he's going to fall. He's going to fold. And, but don't the flock shoot. And I do it. I've done it. And I still do it. And I'm going to have to be cognizant on that first flock because we have a hundred geese in in eight, nine months, I'm, I'm cranked up and here they come. And so I'm going to be like, grab the gun, jump up, bam, bam, bam. Oh, where did I shoot? I gotta be, I gotta be calm and cognizant. So I pass that on and hopefully not sounded like from a cocky standpoint. Cause like I said, I'm probably going to do it, but just to hopefully I don't want you having any regrets afterwards going, man, those three flocks came in. I don't even know where I shot. Cause I, I do it lots. And that's probably the number one for anybody and, and even veteran hunters, but more so newer hunters is they're just so pumped that here the geese are jump up and shoot. Well, where, where were you aiming? I don't even know. I just jumped up and pulled the trigger and I, I, I still do it on opening day. So, and I wanted to add something, but I just pulled my, hand me that thing there. I wanted to add something. Todd said two or three times about, uh, uh, the first flock in how many times Todd have we been sitting there and it's, it's only been two or three geese come in the very, like early. Oh, like how yeah. many times? And almost every time. And right? somebody every says, time. Okay, you get one or two, yeah, go ahead and, and take those. But to me, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm all wet, but if we mess that up, then it seems like less come or, or so uh, less I'll up. compound on that. Dad's theory is that's the scouts. Dad's theory, and some people say yay, some people say nay. So dad's theory is they get up off the gravel pit or the pond where they're sleeping. They'll send out one or two, maybe three. A lot of times it's it's a loner and, and dad'll say, here comes the scout. And believes that that is the scout to come and see the field. And so kind of like the Noah's Ark sending out the dove and if it comes back or not kind of thing, right? So if it, if it never came back, well, you know, there's some place for that dove to land. So they, they send out the scout, it comes out, and if it sees danger, it goes back. They know can't go to that field. You didn't get the scout. 
that flock, that family now knows. So his thing is we always got to get the scouts. Well, my, my the theory first is one, the so first we unload. In, it's all hands on deck. Don't <laughs> care who gets them. They don't leave. That's my theory, but I might be wrong. Wet, who knows? But so, I've said that a hundred times. Yeah, the first, the first few are the scouts. Don't let them go back and warn that flock. And so you, at the beginning, when you get the loner, you get the twos or the threes. The first couple, it could be a couple different flocks from different directions sending out the scouts. It's everybody on them. Get up and pound the crap out of them so they don't leave. So that you get now. Here comes the twenty. I like it. Yeah, so, yeah. there should be enough steel in the air that they, that they shouldn't leave. The first couple, if there's only three coming in or whatever, there's there's enough of us there that I'm thinking we're going to have some good luck and good times. Spray and pray. And not, Watch them fall. Some laughs <laughs> and we're going to have some learning experiences and, and making a few memories here. I, I absolutely think it's Oh, yeah. Fun. I think we're going to have a blast. So you guys, so so for the most part, brushing the blinds. I'd like to start trying to brush the blinds in the night before if we can grab some, grab some corn stalks. You guys are going to be here. And then uh, we'll get up at, I don't even know what time it's light. I'm going to have to monitor that, but probably 4 o'clock. We'll be out there by 4.30, right, putting decoys out. Yeah, 4 or 4.30, we'll, we'll leave here. And put put get the decoys out, get the blinds brushed in, so at first light we're ready to, to go. Don't and know what time. And they don't always come in at first light either. They Sometimes come in two hours hour later. After light. We've had them. We've, we've sat there and watched two hours go by before they come in, and you think, Oh, they move. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Like dad won't even talk to you. He's like, Oh, I thought they were here. They're not coming. And then next thing you know, burp, burp, here they come. And then sure enough. Okay. Thank goodness. But oh yeah, that's, that's the other stressful situation is if they don't come earlier in the morning and then you're, you're hearing them because this time of year, they're all in different families. They're not flocked up. And you're, we're shooting local birds, and there's enough of them around, but they're all in their own little little siloed families. So they could be feeding in the field right next to the one you're in. And you're like, oh, you can hear them. You can see them. Maybe they're not coming. Maybe they switch fields. Maybe those ones are going to pull them in. You start second-guessing the world. But it usually works out. Usually. Usually. <laughs> usually. Well, now, usually. we do have the almost guy with us, but. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, there is that element of uh, the hunt that we it's kind of uncontrollable or controllable. Depends. If you just want me to leave my gun at home and I just come and, you know, <laughs> shoot my limit. Right? <laughs> That's always an offer, Bill. But, <laughs> but yeah. I say that. So we've had the same thing. We have a, a buddy out of London and uh, the, the, one, our, one of our congregations is in London from the, the church that we both belong to. And he, uh, this gentleman's a neighbor, not doesn't, not a member of the church. He's a neighbor down the street. And so he would cut his whole street's lawn on his riding lawnmower. And he would end up cutting that church's lawn. And so we got to know him from the community dinners that did over there. And his wife was on the the PTA for the local school. And, and so we got to know him and found out that he, he was just getting into hunting. And so, well, no, Hey, we can, we can pay you back and take you hunting. And his, his name's Tor. And so a lot of folks know him around here because he's, he's active in a couple gun clubs and stuff. And he's a super, super guy. Obviously, he cuts everybody's lawn and doesn't ask anything for it, just does it. So we thought, hey, we can pay you back. We're going to take you. And I'll tell you, Dad, how many, how many hunts? We showed him pictures at all the community dinners, got him all pumped up for goose season. Every time he came, we'd have another picture to show him and say, hey, we're going to take you. We're going to take you. And so we took him and his son a bunch, of, I don't even know, three, four times. Oh, it's four easy, maybe five. And one we got, goose would come in or yeah. none would come in. And, uh, and forever, he's like, where's this feet in your face? Where's these stories? Where's these limits? And so we called it the tour curse. 
We could not shake that. It, we, we'd go out with him. The next day we'd go back out and we'd get a limit. And he'd be like, yeah, you guys took me to the field where there wasn't that many. So you could save it for the next day. No, it was just, <laughs> it's just know, how was, it is. He was funny. He, he, he would laugh because the one goose come in, we'd lay there for an hour. One goose would come in and I said, okay, Tora, you shoot it. We got you here. And he, and he'd be pumped. I got a goose. I got a goose. Oh, he'd be cranked for just yeah. one. And I'm like, man, we just put did all one this work for one he, freaking he a, goose. Yeah, he brought his son. And we had we had this field. And we thought we were aces. Oh, man. They, they was loaded the morning before. We're going we're gonna to just have a great time. And one goose came in the whole morning. And his son was there. So Todd said to his son, you shoot it. Well, his son had to leave to go to work. It was a weekend. And his son worked part-time. Well, he shot that goose. And I can go to work happy. I'm taking the goose with me. I got to show the guys I work with. So they were pumped. They were pumped. But, but we finally so the last, broke the curse. Yeah, the last couple of years. So now we've taken him out uh, probably another four times. And every time we've limited out. And, uh, and we yeah. broke the tour curse. Now, I hope we don't have to go four hunts to break the almost guy curse. I'm hoping not too. <laughs> but at least we got an excuse. My brother. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about that. I'm not, I feel like I'm maybe not so much the almost guy. I'm kind of the in-between guy. You know, every, every other guy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So anyway, that's pretty much, I don't know if you guys got more questions, you, you're bringing, what, what guns are you guys shooting? Bill, you're shooting an 870. Yep. I got an 870. I got, uh, uh, three inch BBs, uh, Winchester loads, um, three boxes. I'm sure that should put put something uh, on the ground with that. If I can't hit anything with three boxes, I shouldn't be hunting. So, <laughs> but that's just me. So, <laughs> right on. And yeah, Jay? Jay, what are you what are you shooting? There? I got my uh, actually my grandfather's uh, Winchester pump shotgun that he gave me, and I'll be shooting three inch as well uh, with the BBs in it there. Again, that's what Bill told me to, to grab, and that's what I'm doing. I'm going off his recommendation, your right guys' on. recommendation. So if I got something that's not good or not right, then this will be my chance to learn what I should have. Do yeah. you have chokes? Uh, I have a modified choke in it. Yeah, that'll work. And you might even want to think about putting uh, improved cylinder as you get going. It depends, you know. Well, and that's what I was saying. They're going to be I'm, – I'm improved cylinder no matter what time of season it is and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm – I'm not bragging. I'm just to back up the improved cylinder side. I've dropped them out to 40, 45 yards. Steel BBs, cylinder. steel BBs seem to like an open choke because they have a tendency to bunch up. He just says that because I shoot that. <laughs> they tend to like. <laughs> they do. I, I shoot number twos and I shoot modified. But if I'm going to try BBs, I, I'm going to the improved cylinder. So yeah. you shoot, you shoot. Uh, twos with a modified choking if you find it patterns well. Yes. Yeah, because that BBs you, don't. You, you got uh, you got twos and you got BBs in. in I I have both. Yes. So the modified will probably work on either. Yeah. I, I would stick with the modified choke tube if you're going to have both shells in in, yeah. in the gun, right? Yeah, well, and I think I got a whack Sorry, load of, time, yeah. of of three inch number twos too that I don't I don't well, use well, that we can pass on. Yeah. Three and a half inch because two, they're not they're not three and four a half inch. inch steel twos are getting hard to find and sometimes I run out of them and when I switch the BBs, I couldn't hit a darn thing and so I chalked that up to they don't pattern well through modified and Todd found that he started really thumping them when he put the modified oh, in triples with BBs. making it rain so, yep. yeah improved yep. cylinder I'm gonna have to uh, borrow uh, a choke tube from here I'm gonna hit, hit Cabela's tomorrow. 
I shoot a modified choke tube in my uh, 870. So I'll hit Cabela's and I'm going to look for a choke tube for my brother to see if they got one there for him. If not, it gives me an excuse to go to Cabela's. So. Yeah. But gives me an excuse. I like it. Right on. So yeah, right. we're ready to rock. You guys are coming down Friday night. Then we got uh, yep. we've got the living room down here all quarantined and ready to rock. So uh, you didn't uh, go through to any trouble for us at all. I did not. My wife, car, my wife decided that because you guys were going to have this area where the, it's my bathroom, my none of my family use it. And so it's a warning, no matter what, it's a dude's bathroom. But my wife went in there to clean. She broke my shower door. I said, what are you doing? She's like, I, I broke, I broke it. it. It won't close now. And like, she's almost ripped oh, it no. out of the hinge. I said, well, what were you doing? I was just cleaning it. You haven't cleaned my bathroom in 20 years. Well, well, we have company coming. <laughs> I told you, we sleep in the pickup truck. It's not a problem. Well, I told yeah, her that. I, I told her that. I fully intended to sleep in the front seat of the truck if I had to. I said, look, Jen, we don't want these guys getting comfy and thinking that this is like a resort. It's not that, you know, no. Uh, <laughs> I said, heck, they're sleeping well, on the back deck. <laughs> it's okay. That, no, we'll we're, goose we're good to go. We got a couple blow up mattresses. So you guys, you're ready to rock. I think we're, yeah, I think we'll we're good. There. Probably around eight o'clock tomorrow night. By the time I get up and uh, done work, I don't work tomorrow, but I get spend some time with the family when they get home from school. Yeah, and stuff well, like I that. don't don't rush. I mean, whenever you want, no big deal. Yeah, we'll be there around eight o'clock tomorrow night. And awesome. See you guys we'll tomorrow night then. Have some stories. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for a good chat tonight, guys. Yeah, excited. Yeah, couple days. Yeah, you, you, any... <laughs> you blame Todd. <laughs> what yeah. was that? I missed that. I just said, no, I appreciate the surprise call. I definitely wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, no, appreciate you taking the time. No, I'm pretty pumped. So I have to stay tuned, see how we do. Knock on wood. Looking forward to it. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, right on. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Bill. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd, and thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.